I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and I am beyond excited to announce a brand new track for Revelation Wellness instructor training, RevX. If you love the challenge and strength of metabolic and athletic conditioning style workouts, RevX is for you. RevX instructor training will teach you how to move better, embrace challenge, and get stronger without losing your freedom to live for something more than a score on the leaderboard. You will train to be exactly who you were created to be with the body you've been given to do the good work that you've been created to do. Then as a RevX instructor, you will learn how to teach others to do the same. RevX will teach you how to effectively design a conditioning class that maintains a God-first approach to functional movement in a one-on-one, -on -one, small group, or larger group setting. You'll get practical functional fitness training from experienced Revelation Wellness instructors who are also nationally certified through organizations like ACE, NASM, and Precision Nutrition. Because the vision of Revelation Wellness Instructor Training is to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel, you'll learn how to confidently infuse the Word of God while moving bodies. Because it's the Word of God that renews our minds, and then our bodies will fall in line with God's best. You will learn to carry good news inside of you, whether inside or outside the gym. RevX instructors are people who value their Savior over striving, community over comparison and quality of movement over quantity of movement. RevX instructors love a challenge that brings change, but never at the cost of their freedom. Bottom line. RevX instructors train because they know love is heavy. We invite you to become a Revelation Wellness RevX instructor. Come, be strong, stay free, and lead others to do the same. Download a packet today to get all the info you need to get started. I hope we'll see you in the next session of RevX. <laughs> so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. Did you just hear what you just heard? You know what? That promo you just heard, you need to also see that promo. So swipe up and find out more about RevX. This is our brand new track to Revelation Wallace Instructor Training. So we still have our classic, what we've been doing for 10 years, becoming a Revelation Wellness Instructor, learning to teach Revelation Fitness, which is just general group fitness. But we heard and we listened to you guys who were like, you know what, I want to come through training, but learning drumsticks and the beat and musicality it's just not my jam but I love to challenge myself picking up heavy things putting them down trying to see if I can uh, do one more push-up than the day before that metabolic conditioning side and listen you're talking to a girl or you're listening to a girl who's both I love just to dance find that beat have a have a good time with a group of people, not pushing too hard or trying to do anything that would be um, considered more on that metabolic side, which is RevX, because I love that too. So we have thought, you know what, let's make two places for people to join, to get in, to become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. So this new track is now open. And guess what? Platoon 27, which is our next class of instructor training, which starts in the fall, 
It is our last online training for a one full year. So whether you wanna come through and do Revelation Fitness Training, which is what we've been doing for 10 years, or you wanna jump in on this new track, RevX, this next class is the last time for one year. Uh, you'll have to wait and hold for one year if you wanna become an instructor as a Revelation Wellness instructor. So Platoon 27, this is happening. It's so brand new and you guys, I've been back with our team. I know the curriculum, the curriculum for both tracks are new and improved. Whether you do Revelation Fitness or RevX, we have redesigned it, reconfigured it, made it better, all new videos. It is new, <laughs> Platoon 27, new and improved every 10 years. This is so cool. And by the way, this year is my 50th birthday. It's like the year of Jubilee. Wouldn't it be kind of the Lord to go, we're gonna renew, renew. Everything gets new this year. So join us, come on over and become a Revelation Wellness instructor. Swipe up on the show notes and get yourself in. You will download a packet. You'll have an enrollment advisor who can give you more information, answer all your questions about Revelation Fitness or RevX. Either way, one of those, you do either one of those trainings, you will learn to be a revelation wellness instructor, a fitness teacher, gospel preacher, someone who is living for more than the score on the leaderboard or the size of their jeans. Can I get an amen? All right, you guys, let's go rev the word. Let's work this out with the Lord. If you're nervous right now and you're like, oh no, I think my number's up. Let's go move your body. Let's work it out. No fear. Download the packet say yes because your brain loves when you take the leap and say yes all right love you guys thanks for my, so much for letting me continue to make you comfortable being uncomfortable i'll talk to you again soon peace getting the playlist going in three two one play okay let's move let's breathe and right now, let's fix our face. <laughs> let's fix our face. Soften your jaw. Notice if you're clenching, concerned, worried. This is a get to. You get to move your body. You get to increase your heart rate. You get to push blood in and out of your arteries and veins. You get to release neurotransmitters and chemicals in your body that bring about well-being. So today, we're going to do something a little different. Some of you have asked for this. I'm like, okay, let's give it a try. So the, pri uh, the majority of this playlist, it's just instrumental. So there won't be any words competing. And I think we're going to get a a split decision on this. I think some of you like the words and some of you don't, but I do ask for your feedback. So will you let us know how this workout went for you today? Always listening to what you guys are telling us you need. And then we pray about it. We ask the Lord, is that something we need? So we'll give it a try. Right now on a scale of one to 10. Get your body towards a five. You're not laying in bed with your eyes open as a one, and you're not a 10 doing Tabatas or all out efforts. We won't have any of those today. We'll probably just slide around from a five to an eight, 
maybe we'll have some moments of nines. Remember, at an eight, you don't want to talk, but you can do the work. But you're real focused. Right now, you can look around, observe, breathe. You can hear my voice. You can feel your feet. You're present. All right, we're going to keep our discussion going today. Our study, our revving the word of the book of 1 Corinthians. You're going with me. We might just make this a whole Bible study of 1 Corinthians. Now remember, do me a favor. I mean this. Read the chapters for yourself. This week we're on 1 Corinthians 3. I have, I think maybe we should look at this in the future of going through a book of the Bible together and bringing in the revving the words where you actually have to flesh out what you're learning. So God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is eternal, that everything else will come and go, you tell us. Everything else is fading away, but your word will last forever. Your word endures. Come and do an enduring work in us. Everyone, can you say that prayer with your mouth? Say that loud. God, come and do an enduring work in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Breathe. Okay, so we've been learning about the book of Corinthians, the, the church at Corinth. It's modern day America. I'm telling you. The freedom they were using to destroy their freedom, a little bit of spiritual alchemy, this and that. And a big thing that Paul's coming after maybe the motivation of his message for why he wrote this book, this letter. Because there was division in the church. <laughs> Anybody? Hello. That's us today. Hello. So he spends a few chapters on it. He's still here today and the in this chapter of Corinthians 3. I'm gonna pick it up at verse 10. As I read God's word, see it unfold in front of your eyes. Put it in action, put it in a story in your mind. Think in pictures. We ready? According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled, master builder I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it let each one take care how he builds upon it for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid which is Jesus Christ now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold 
silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. Each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. This is the word of the Lord. Start moving your body effort towards a seven. Come on. It's comfortable, but it's work. More emphasis on the comfortable, but it's work. So Paul is trying to deconstruct any foundation that is being built on favoritism or preferences. Because remember, the church at this point, they were beginning to divide according to leaders that they liked better than others. Come on, you guys, we are set up for this right now. We have so much media, so much access to different voices. And we begin to see the world the way we need to see it. Let's confess, all of us come to God with a filter that needs cleaning because we are prone to see God the way we need to see Him. And so we like to identify with people that feel the same way as us. And so the church is going, I follow this person, I follow this person. Well, this person said that. So that person's wrong. Y'all, Paul tells us earlier, <laughs> he starts out this chapter saying that you guys are infants. You're still feeding off of milk. You're still of the flesh. Because you say, I follow Paul or I follow Apollos. Y'all, first thing we need to know, to know, the immature in Christ, they live according to the flesh. They're prone to their preferences. This is why it's so important that we be around people that are not like us, that don't think like us, but we're still worshiping the same God. Every human you have ever met, with every sermon they have preached, they have done it in part. They all see in part. We are all flawed. Do not put your hope in man because that is the quickest way to lose your faith in God. 
Paul tells us in verse 4 of this chapter, he says, For when one says, I follow Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, one says, I follow Christine Kane. No, I follow, insert whatever opposite name, some someone unknown person. Whenever you say that, in preference, in comparing each other, in putting two people against one another, Paul says, you're being merely human. I can't talk to you. I can't reason with you. I just gotta have to pop the, the milk bottle back in your mouth because you're being immature. You're living according to the flesh. Paul says in verse three, for while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Come on, now here's the deal. Listen, you're okay. It's okay to have preferences. That's normal. That's okay. But when you begin to have jealousy and strife, you set one person up against another, you are acting like a baby flesh in the body. It's a very humanistic way to think. Man, you are following the world's algorithm. Just because they don't have enough followers, you believe, well, their word isn't worth it. No. Is it built on Christ? Are they preaching the gospel? Here's what I want to tell you. Everyone, listen up. Think of the most popular Christian speaker, teacher, preacher today that comes to your mind. Go. You are no less important than them. <laughs> you. Why? Because you build your foundation on Christ. Is it built on Christ? Is the steadfastness under your feet built on Christ? Because that lasts. The numbers are irrelevant. The favoritism is irrelevant. That's why Paul, he can be content, whether abounding or pacing, whether in hardship or in blessings. He is not tied to the algorithm of the world. When we do that, we cut the church up into little pieces. I want you to see a picture right now of the bride of Christ. God has made her to be spotless, blameless. The most beautiful thing, the church, is what he calls his bride. Anyone on your wedding day? It's probably the one day you want to look the most beautiful, the most put together. This is, this is who I'm here to present back to Jesus. When I see him on the day of my final day, did I do everything to present the church beautiful, whole, spotless? Basically, did I help her get well? Did I train her in the ways of Christ? Because that will last. And now see that bride, that beautiful bride, cut into pieces. See it in your mind. It's one, it's disgusting. It's like a bloody wedding day. And this is what the church in Corinth is doing. 
I'm making a mess. And Paul goes on to say, listen, what then is Apollos? Who's Paul? <laughs> what, what are we? He doesn't say, what are they? Who are they? He says, what are they? They're servants. Apollos waters. I planted, Paul says, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Come on. He who plants and he who waters are one. This is why you matter to the body of Christ just as much as we put these leaders on pedestals. Pull them down. Lift your head. Preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. No other foundation matters. Come on. No one's work is more important than another's. We are all God's laborers. God owns the land. We are his field. We are his building. Come on. You're going to work in the field. God owns the land. I'm going to go quiet. I want you to get, get clean, get clear of your of the way you have set up any construct that says, you know, if only I could get this person to acknowledge what I do, then doors will open. No, Christ, Christ alone. yourself up towards an eight. Have fun with it though. It's an invitation. Take a deep breath. Breathe in through your nose, out the mouth. So here's the good news. We all get the same foundation to start building upon, and it's Christ. The reason things are falling apart in Corinth is they're building theology on people, not on Christ. And here's the good news. This foundation, it starts in your body. It starts inside of you. What's going on? inside of me Christ lives in you he is not anxious worried fearful or shameful when we operate from that kind of foundation that's where we find our preferences that's where we do our little spiritual alchemy a little bit of this a little bit of that to make sense of the gospel now Christ. I'm going to go quiet. 
Holy Spirit, would you give us a vision of what Christ in our bodies looks like right now? What's, what's his dwelling space inside of us? What's it look like? What's he doing? What's he up to? Show us. Show us God's glory inside of us. The foundation in each one of us that Christ is building on. Paul tells us in the 16th verse of this chapter, he kind of jumps tracks. He talks about this foundation and that it has to be built on Christ, not on Apollos or your favorite teacher. This is why you guys read the gospel for yourself. I'm going to be doing a teaching here real soon about studying the Bible. Y'all have got to be in the Word. Those of you that are, listen, those of you that just do reading the Word, and that's your, you consider that your, your word, that is milk. If you're getting your Bible from Instagram posts and podcasts, milk. You want to mature, you've got to dig in for yourself. You've got to grab your own fork and your own knife and start digging in. Build that foundation with God. Have a rhythm of wanting God. Not Elise's voice not your favorite teacher's voice, not your pastor's voice. We are all here as teachers to point you and spur you on to God. He wants to talk with you. He knows things about you. No teacher on the earth will ever be able to get at. He knows and wants to call out of you things only he knows that are are gold and precious stone and silver. So get near him. In verse 16, Paul says, Do you not know that you are God's temple, that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. That is verse 16 of this chapter. So Paul jumps from talking about a foundation and that whatever you are building on, that on the day, and it's capital V day, D for day, it means on judgment day, when you stand before Christ, when, or maybe you're going to, maybe he's coming sooner than we think, but on that day, all of our work will be disclosed for what they have been built on. The fire, the consuming fire of God will test each one of our works and then we will know what's been done. And that if we built on wood, hay, and straw, if we built on likes, influence, money, platform, our own personal platform, That is going to burn up 
and we will suffer loss. Even though we might still be saved as a Christian, well, actually it says we will be saved. Could you imagine having everything you desire on earth and get to heaven and not upgrade? The Bible's real clear. If you live for what the world can offer you, you've received your reward. Enjoy it. I'd rather have what I have here on earth because it's been built on Christ and Christ alone and then upgrade in heaven. I don't just want to squeak into the kingdom. <laughs> this is personal development. I want to keep building and developing something that will last. The world and all its measuring devices and systems, they're fickle and they will fade away. And then Paul jumps into the fact of our bodies, that we are God's temple and His Spirit dwells in us. So if you're gonna start a foundation, start inside you. What are you building your life on? What are the motives of your heart built on? What is God building in you? picture of them in our mind of the day that we see Christ and he takes all of our mothering <laughs> our friendships our work our finances the things that we have invested in on here on earth and he throws them in a fire will they endure will they stand up well, they come through the fire even more beautiful on that day because wood hay and straw it'll just feed the fire it'll just become consumed God will say well all right I'll take that but there's no reward for that I'm gonna consume that but you receive no reward because it's the one who's built on a foundation of Christ that survives. He receives a reward. Man, the thought just grieves me that God could take 20 years of following Him. And if I died today, and he would throw it in a fire. And if nothing came out the other side, woe to me, I may be saved and go on into eternity with him, but no reward. <laughs> Do it for the well done. Whatever comes through the other side of the fire is what God says, well done. It is well 
with my soul concerning you. For God to say those words, well done, good and faithful servant. It is well with my soul. It is well with my nature and my character concerning you. God will judge and approve our work on our final day. So woe to leaders. Woe to us. I have to ask you, leader, and I'm telling you, all of you are leaders. If you are a one-day-old Christian, who are you influencing? Everyone. You crosses your path today. Everyone. But for those who preach Christ, <laughs> greater reward and greater risk. What and for who are you guys building? What are you building? And for who are you building? yourself down to a seven whatever the music's calling if you just want to walk don't miss time to make this matter all right guys we only got a couple songs left these have words because we're going to worship build on things that you know will last and here's the two I have for you today. One, God's word. Two, the gospel of good news. You might ask, what's the difference, Elisa? Well, God's word is his word. Whatever you're building on is God's word spurring you on towards it. Is God's word continually purifying your motives for that which you are building? Because my gosh, one day without God, one day without Him, a million days in hell. To me, it's equal to a million days in hell. Because I know without Him, I am prone to make things about me. God's Word. His written word in black and white. Come on, somebody tag me in all the places back on the community page of Facebook for Revelation Wellness. Let me know that you yourself today or this week took out your fork and your knife and you sliced into the word of God for yourself. You served it up. You ate it. You chewed it. You let the word speak to you. Now here's the thing, the written word and the spoken word. Like I said, the word is going to call you out. It's going to call you up. And that's the Holy Spirit in you, the foundation of Christ dwelling inside of you. 
letting you know, here's how we're going to build. Here's how we're going to apply this today. Here's how we're going to process this knowledge. So if you are building your life according to God, His commands, obeying Him, loving and serving Him, you're building on something that will last. You can be sure. Y'all, please do not be just listening to podcasts and things. Dig into the Word yourself. God's Word. Don't be Bible illiterate. We have never been so Bible accessible and illiterate at the same time. Why is that? Because we're punting. We're passing on it. We're saying, you know, I don't have time for that, so I'll take the Instagram post. I'll take the you version day. Little two minutes. That's good enough. Check the box. It's not good enough. You will perish from the fast food living. You have to sit and eat until you become the work. Like, like the prophet Ezekiel who would eat the word of God and it was sour in his stomach. <laughs> Come on, grow up Revelation Wellness. We have to grow up. If we don't grow up, our children won't. We'll languish. We'll talk about training and fitness and getting better and growing in God's goodness and never actually doing it. Nothing breaks my heart more. So Holy Spirit, move on us. Do a work of the Spirit in us. God, would you make us so hungry for your word and illuminate our minds. We cast down the lie that we cannot understand your word. We cast down the lie that it's too hard, it's too complicated. We cast down the enemy and how he tries to confuse us concerning your goodness. We cast down the idolatry of knowledge that in order for us to, to know it's good, we have to fully understand it. God, we submit to you, we humble ourselves. You will teach us and meet us in your work. In Jesus' name, everyone say amen. So build on things that you know will last, God's word. And y'all remember, God's word is supposed to confront you and comfort you. It'll do both. But if I had to choose one, I'll take the confrontation. Because as we grow up from being babies and infants, what do infants not know how to do? They don't know how to soothe themselves. But as we mature, we can soothe ourselves. We know how to grab comfort. Oh, we know how. But could we learn to grab our comfort in the Lord? You guys, today, I had a moment in my home. I was facing 
a situation that I was sad about. I was feeling like so frustrated and lost in the moment. I literally, okay, let me just tell you. I had misplaced something of great importance to me. <laughs> and I hate losing things. And I was looking around my house and turning everything inside out. I could feel the anxiety rising inside of me. This, all the motions starting. So I heard the Holy Spirit say, sit down, start to pray, let's process this. And I began to sit down, close my eyes, breathe, <laughs> processed, got my faith. Like, I, my faith is not in stuff. God, you know what you're doing. I am not on the losing end of this. I started to comfort. I started to get with the Holy Spirit, be comforted. And in that comfort, I saw a vision of the thing that I had lost and where it was. And I opened my eyes and there it was literally right in front of me. I believe it was a miracle today because I searched that spot at least 20 times, turned things inside out, but there it was. So here's the next point. God's word, word, I'd rather it confront me. Elisa, calm down. You're being anxious. Elisa, sit down. And then it comforted me. Let's think this through. Let's breathe. And then I received something that is a miracle. And this is the second point. Build on what you know will last. The gospel of good news. <laughs> that was good news. I opened my eyes and there it was. Something lost was found. That is the gospel. You were lost and now you're found. You were dead and now you have eternal life. You were separated from God, destined for eternal destruction. But God, being rich in his mercy, with his marvelous light drew you in this is the good news and listen my story of the gospel in me it's not recorded in god's word it's my testimony your testimony that's good news build upon your testimony of what god is doing not in what god's doing in someone else your favorite pastor your favorite apollos or cephas no what is God building in you? What's the testimony? This is why every good story needs tension and opposition. Every good story needs an adversary and an advocate. I'm convinced. Build your ministry on this. You are a man or woman of God's work. It confronts you and comforts you. You are becoming the Word in flesh. <laughs> you believe. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things, and hopes all things. That love is patient and love is kind. And you know that you are prone to exchange your worship and worship created things rather than Creator God, Romans 1. <laughs> you let the Word work itself out in you. Build your life on that then go live out your life. 
That's the gospel. Good news that God can infiltrate your world in a moment's notice. He can make dead things come to life. And even if it's just your thoughts, come on, build on these things. This is your sure foundation. And it will seem foolish to the word. Paul closes this chapter talking about let him who become a fool that he may become wise for the wisdom of this world is folly with God. So let no one boast in men for all things are yours. All are yours and you are Christ and Christ is God's. Y'all don't seek to gain the world and its approval. Stay grounded. Stay foolish. Read your word. And listen, I'm not declaring dread, but I don't see God's word in the future becoming something more accepted. There will be more persecution coming, and this is why we train you will endure. Remember the prayer at the beginning? God, do an enduring work in me. God, do an enduring work in me. Come on. So when the persecution comes, <laughs> you lift your eyes and you see heaven split open and you see one seated like the Son of Man. <laughs> Stay foolish. I want you to mature, mature in Christ, and know that the world is going to call you foolish, but this is your foundation, Christ, Jesus Christ. So thank you, God. Man, God, we are so thankful for your word, that what Paul was enduring in his time it is still true for us today that your word is just as relevant today as ever before. Now, God, we give you permission to strengthen the foundation inside of us. God, today, we're going to throw in the fire all the things and see what comes out the other side well done that makes good of your name. And that is what we will build on. Thank you, God, for being as close as our breath in these bodies that move, bend, sweat, breathe. We love you, Jesus. Can we all say that together? We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the punishment that was upon you that brought us peace. That we can receive your word and be transformed by it so that good news came out of our bad news. May your gospel be known in, on the earth through us because it's alive in us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Shouting, this is your. 